Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. In the aftermath of a massacre that left six people dead in the small farming town of Goshen early Monday, details remain sparse. The victims include a teen mother and her infant son. KVPR's Joshua Yeager has the latest. Tulare County Sheriff Mike Boudreaux struggled to recall a more disturbing scene in his 30 years of law enforcement. What I have not seen is the very apparent murder of a 10-month-old child for no reason. What I have not seen is the very clear assassination style to the head of a teenage mother. That I have not seen. It's egregious. Boudreaux said the brutal manner of the killings indicated possible cartel involvement, though he cautioned the investigation is ongoing. Investigators are still working to unravel the case. None of this was by accident. It was deliberate, intentional, and horrific. Boudreau told reporters at a Tuesday press conference that the family was targeted but did not reveal why. Five of the victims were immediate relatives. He said the home was known to deputies for gang and drug activity, but at least three of the victims, including a grandmother sleeping in her bed, were innocent. But let me make this very clear. Not all these people in this home were gang members, and not all of these people in this home were drug dealers. Three victims survived the attack. No arrests have been made with two suspects at large. The department is offering a $10,000 reward for information that may lead to their arrest. For the California Report, I'm Joshua Yeager. With this latest mass shooting, a California lawmaker is hoping to limit ownership of bulletproof vests. The bill from Bay Area Assemblyman Damon Connolly would make it a misdemeanor for anyone outside a specific profession, like law enforcement and military members, from owning body armor. According to the Violent Project, which studies gun violence, at least 21 mass shooters have worn body armor during their attacks over the last 40 years. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. 
Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. California could soon have a new repository of electric power capable of stabilizing the state's power grid. KPBS reporter Eric Anderson in San Diego says a German company is building a virtual power plant brimming with potential. It's been less than a year since Andrea Divis moved back to San Diego County into a two-story Oceanside home. It's comfortable and cozy and really uh, the backyard is kind of my oasis. Divis is dealing with a chronic medical condition. She needs air conditioning and refrigeration for her medicines. When I was in Oregon, I was paying like I don't know, $150 a month for my utilities. And now I come here and on the slowest months it was 200 and I got upwards of 450, 480. Divis saw solar as a solution. She added power generating panels to her roof and just inside her garage, there's a sophisticated Sonnen battery. The battery stores excess power generated on her rooftop during the day and uses that environmentally friendly energy when the prices go up between 4 and 9 p.m. We've got sun in Southern California. Let's use it to our advantage. We shouldn't be using, you know, crude oil and all of that kind of stuff. We're trying to get away from that. That Sonnen battery is made by a German company owned by Shell. A modem connects the power storage device to the Internet, and that connection could be the bridge to build a power reservoir that could help California avoid future power shortages. We've seen the flex alerts, you know, hey, look, we've got more demand than we have production. I need people to cut back. Mike Teresa works for Baker Electric Home Energy, which installs the Sonnen batteries and solar panel systems in San Diego County. We have these batteries with stored energy in them. That energy could be pumped out to the grid and help stabilize the grid. The company has only sold a few dozen Sonnen batteries, but Tereso says that number could climb dramatically by the end of the year. Sonnen has already developed software that will allow batteries scattered around the state to work together in a swarm, providing power to the grid when it's needed the most. That battery can be so much more. It's not just there for backup. It's not just the stored energy for you to use. That battery now has real value to the market, and you can be part of helping the California grid become more stable and more resilient. Sonnen battery owners get a payment for signing up to be part of the virtual power plant. Having a certain amount of electricity on standby is important for the grid, so battery owners get paid for making their stored electricity available. And if that energy is ever needed, the homeowners get premium rates for the power they release from the battery. Blake Riquetta is Sonnen's chairman and CEO. It's the next step beyond just putting solar on the roof is to have thousands of people have their batteries coordinated, save them more money on their electric bill, should actually pay them for their service and help us get rid of fossil fuel-based power plants. Riquetta says batteries can be located anywhere in the state because Sonnen deals directly with the California Independent System Operator, the agency that runs the electric grid. He says Sona needs five to 10,000 connected batteries to have a significant impact on the grid. And the more residential batteries there are, the more they can help. Having a smarter grid that is more nimble, that can balance generation and load, and that can handle the, the difficulties in the grid is, I think, 
essential for the future. Millions of batteries someday should exist. And this will allow us to, amongst other solutions, allow us to decommission all of the coal burning power plants once and for all. But whether companies like Sonin can encourage enough people to buy batteries is unclear. California regulators recently passed new rules slashing the value of electricity that rooftop solar owners sell back to the grid. Officials hope that homeowners buy batteries paired with solar systems to avoid high peak prices. But it's not clear whether the new rules will create the financial incentive to convince owners to spend thousands of dollars up front to install the systems. For the California Report, I'm Eric Anderson in San Diego. And that's the California Report for Wednesday, January 18th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Mavi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories, in stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. The California Healthcare Foundation, listening to Black Californians, a new study on how the healthcare system undermines their pursuit of good health, on the web at chcf.org/lbca. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at schmidtfutures.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.